You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. Just done a meditation with a couple of people where we were focused on the flow of energy in our bodies. We're often told, particularly by traditional teachers of meditation, that you just meditate to meditate. In other words, to paraphrase Nike, I suppose, you just do it. But actually, there is a purpose in meditation. And the ultimate purpose is to enable us experience what it is like to simply be. We are, after all, human beings. We're not human thinkings. We're not human doings. And without being, we can do nothing of any value. Indeed, if we're thinking, however we behave ourselves and what we do, we'll run contrary to what we need to do to move ourselves and those we love in the direction we would like all our lives to go. So we were focusing on the feelings in our body. We were using our breathing to enable us to scan those feelings in our body. But it wasn't a mechanical process. It was a process where even though we were using our breathing to allow ourselves to scan the core of our body, we were allowing what the core of our body felt like to guide us. In other words, we weren't going looking for anything. And here's an analogy of how life actually works. You get what is best for you out of life when you're no longer looking for it. Good things in life come to you. And I quote many of my clients and program owners on this in a way that feels like they just fall into your lap or they just happen. Now, of course, nothing falls into our laps without us having acted. Nothing is received in life without having given. Action comes from being. It doesn't come from thinking or planning. It comes from being present and focused. Because when we're not present or focused, whatever actions we take aren't actions at all. They're reactions. And as we know from bitter experience, using our minds in a normal, crazy way. Reaction, knee-jerk reaction, always makes matters worse rather than better. Indeed, 
There is no such thing as a reaction that has been properly evaluated by us before we have taken that reaction. For every reaction is automatic. And all our automatic behaviors are generated by the thinking part of our mind that is focused on the last place that has anything to do with what is going on in the here and now, the dim and the distant past. So when we meditate, we begin to get all our little ducks in a row because through meditation through the experience of our own bodies and our own energy through developing our ability to simply be we become present and that very presence excludes the thinking mind's ramblings back into the past and enables us act, take real action. Regardless of what is going on around us, we take the right action because we know for sure what is going on around us because we are. We see what's real. We hear what's real. And most importantly, we feel what is real within we feel our own gut instinct when we act in a clear and present state of mind we send signals out into the universe now I know that sounds a little odd but I could quote some of the most recent and startling science in relation to how that actually works. It all starts with our aligning our energy. If you could imagine your energy as shimmering tinsel, a flow of shimmering tinsel, When we allow our thinking minds revisit the dim and distant past, we tie our tinsel in knots. We literally strangle the life out of ourselves. We turn our energy in on ourselves. We close ourselves off from the reality of the moment, the opportunity of the moment, the synchronicity of the moment. We rebury ourselves in a past and the thoughts of the past that in the present hold us back. When we meditate, we allow our tinsel shimmer. What quantum physics calls all the little super strings of energy of which you and I are composed. 
they start shimmering in unison, shimmering in a coherent and synchronous fashion. And when they do, they change the rate at which our own body is electromagnetically pulsing. Our energy and the electromagnetic pulse or resonance that that creates becomes coherent, flowing, if you will. And when that happens, the electromagnetic activity emits photons of light. In ordinary everyday English, we shine our light. We glow. The latest developments in technology can actually see our electromagnetic field glowing when we are coherent. But what is even more fundamentally exciting about the latest research is that it has established that when we glow, when we emit photons of light, those photons of light carry messages out into the universe around us. Messages about our mood, our intentions, that which we would love to experience and achieve moment to moment. This is the release of our own energy out into the universe through those photons of light. This is the release that we are cultivating when we meditate. And it changes everything. It changes everything because we are present and we are doing. And through our actions, which by the way, often feel entirely effortless. And through the little actions that we take now in relation to which we're not 100% sure what or why we're doing them, everything begins to fall into place. Very often in life, we do things that at the time we're not sure why we're doing them, and later on in life we discover that was one of the key and fundamental things that has moved me in the direction where what I want from life falls into my lap. That's what I'm talking about. So we need to develop our ability to simply be. I was talking to another group of people a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about how each of them individually, with various impacts in their lives, meditate, 
regularly or irregularly. And one of the girls on the call said that she likes sharing meditations that she has come across online with other members of that group. And a couple of people in the group said, well, I'm not, I don't really like the stuff you share. Uh, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm only repeating what they actually said on our Zoom call. Some of them are awful American. With my apologies to my American friends. And I asked, what are you talking about? And one of the girls on the call said, well, the girl in question had shared a meditation which went somewhat along the lines of, you are a great and powerful woman. You got it, girl. You can do this. Or words to that effect. And I said to her, I said to the whole group, that's not a meditation. I'm not 100% sure what it is. It certainly isn't even a motivational talk. It might be something akin to an affirmation. But we know from previous conversations that affirmations are literally a waste of your time. Why would you take years throwing mud against the wall of your conscious mind in the hope that a little bit of it might eventually stick when you could cultivate your ability to simply be and bypass all of the things that you think are holding you back. Bypass all of the thoughts that lead to self-doubt. Bypass all of the automatic behaviours and habits that make you feel bad about yourself. Bypass all of that by simply developing your ability to be. When you be, now I know that's not proper grammar, but it doesn't matter, you know what I mean. When you be, you experience the one thing in life that everybody with whom I have worked for the last 27 years is looking for and believes they will never achieve. Let me quote an online program owner on this. You may have heard her saying this. You may have been on one of the open Zooms where she talked about this. A lady called Tina. She said, I'm sitting in exactly the same room, in exactly the same seat that I was sitting in when I met you first a year ago. The outside casual observer, nothing has changed in my life. But if you told me a year ago that you'd be sitting in the same place in the same room 12 months hence, and that you would be experiencing complete and utter peace of mind, I would have paid you $10 million. I'm still looking for the $10 million, but it's a joke, obviously. Another girl, when I met her first couple of years ago, another online program owner, was, she still is, a single mom. Now, isn't that a weird expression, really? She is a wonderful lady bringing up her daughter on her own. 
single mum thing is often a bit of a label, isn't it? Like most labels that we slap on others or often wear with pride ourselves. I'll come back to one of those in just a minute. This girl was all over the place when I met her first. The key difficulty, well, she had a number of challenges in her lives, but the key difficulty, well, she actually had a number of challenges in her life, but the key challenge she was experiencing at the time was the father of her daughter, who was the personification of a normal crazy person. After a couple of months, after having worked through the online program for the first time, she turned up on one of our Wednesday Zoom calls and said, I'm experiencing something that is the only thing that I was looking for when I joined the online program in the first place. I remember at the time the torment that I was experiencing the grief that I was experiencing, not just for me, but for my daughter. And all I wanted at the time was peace, just a little peace. And now I have complete peace of mind. The lack of peace of mind comes in all shapes and forms when we're using our mind normally. Let me pick up on one particular, rather subtle example of that. As I mentioned a minute ago, sometimes we wear labels with some pride, even though they are not the kind of labels we should ascribe to ourselves at all. It's like, for example, a number of years ago, I was approached by a lady who was a client, and she asked me, do I work with small children. And I said to her, generally speaking, I don't, unless there has been something really traumatic, in which case I have worked with a small number of children in such circumstances over the years. But generally speaking, I don't work with small children because they're present. They already are. And she said, but my daughter needs somebody to talk to her. God bless her, she's a great little warrior. There's a label. And it was almost a talking point in their family. And in fact, I think it probably was a talking point in their family. And this was a number of years ago. And I said to her, oh, let me guess. She's worrying that everybody in the world will get the bird flu. And she said, yeah, how did you know? I said, that's crazy. I said, and you're probably encouraging her. You're definitely encouraging her when she hears you describing her to other people as a great little warrior. Forget it. It'll go away. It's only a thought. And as a young child, the child was seven or eight years old, she'll get over it. Don't encourage it. Ignore it and it'll go away, so to speak. But we ascribe labels to ourselves as adults as well. I recollect one very good friend of mine, a long-standing client, who I met for lunch in Dublin a number of years ago. And he said to me that he was driving himself demented. I don't know whether that's an Irish expression or not, but certainly it's one that's widely used in Ireland. I'm driving myself demented, he said. I'm an awful procrastinator. Now, again, he said it with a hint of pride in his voice. It gave him something to talk about himself about. 
if you know what I mean. And I asked him to explain, and he explained. He'd been thinking about setting up his own business for a number of years, and it had, in the end, taken him nine years to get to the point of actually setting it up. And I said to him, well, hold on, John. If you set up that business in 2008, because of the financial crash of 2008, you would have been out of business by 2009. You set up your business at just the right moment in 2017. And by the way, I only talked to him last week, and his business is, quote-unquote, mushrooming. He doesn't grow mushrooms, so it's just the expression of how well his business is doing. He did it at the right time. But in the intervening nine years, he had tortured himself with the belief that he was a procrastinator. He had no peace of mind. Obviously, when I said earlier on in today's episode that everybody with whom I've worked over the last 27 years has ultimately experienced the one thing that they thought they would never experience, the one thing that they most wanted in their lives, complete and utter peace of mind. Being carefree. Now, a number of my clients and online program owners express that in a variety of different ways, as you would expect. Some have said that they've gone beyond caring. I actually had a video on that a couple of months ago, if you get my Thursday morning videos. Other people have said that I don't give a flying whatever, insert whatever bad word you know, I don't give a flying anymore. Other people have said I'm carefree. I don't have a care in the world. And the fact is, the actual scientific fact is that when you be, when you are, when you're simply present, all is well. In this moment, in a clear state of mind, experiencing peace of mind, you have everything you need for the perfect moment now. People often get ahead of themselves. They can get ahead of themselves in a variety of different ways. Some people think they're getting ahead of themselves in a very positive fashion by having plans, milestones, and dates when things will fall into place or dates when they will have achieved something. That's thinking mind nonsense, and that holds people back. I had a conversation with a client here in France a number of years ago. He was with me for a couple of days. And I asked him to set his mind to achieve a perfect moment. I've used that phrase a moment ago. That he would dearly love to experience in his life. And we talked about how to do that, and he was a little sceptical about it, to put it mildly. He was a, an engineer, an electrical engineer, 
a very logical individual. We'd gone through all the science in relation to what meditation does to the brain. In those days, there wasn't the science that there is now that explains how when we set our minds in a particular fashion, our minds go off and get that to which we set them. But that's what we were talking about at the time. And on a Thursday afternoon, he wrote himself a little note about a perfect moment he would love to experience. I don't know what he wrote. It was something to do, as far as I know, in as much as I do know, about his career. An awful lot of people are obsessed with something that isn't as real as life itself, but there you are. That's what he wrote about. And he said, I don't see this happening for three to five years. I dropped him to Geneva Airport on the Friday. He wasn't going home. He was going off to an electrical engineering conference in Pisa in Italy. So he was flying from Geneva to Pisa. Spending the weekend looking around Pisa, leaning up against the tower, trying to prop it up, I suppose. Sorry, that's a silly aside, isn't it, really, in the greater scheme of things. And I got a phone call from him on the Tuesday morning, the first full morning of the conference that he was at. He was in a monastery just outside Pisa. And he rang me. He said, we're having a coffee break. And I just needed to ring you because the thing that I wrote about last Thursday, the thing to which I set my mind on Thursday afternoon, has happened. And I'm flabbergasted. And it feels like it just happened. It's like, it's like it fell from the sky, fell into my lap. These are the things that begin to happen for us when we are, when we just be, when we cultivate our ability to be completely and utterly present, when we allow the coherence of our own presence the synchronicity of our own shimmering energy, the resonance of that energy flow in a way that it emits our intentions out into the universe through those photons of light that I mentioned earlier on. Will what you are looking for happen you in three or four days like it did with my friend? That is a normal, crazy thinking question. Everything happens in due time. All good things flow to those who are. All we need to do is ensure that we are present and correct in the moment. Doing what we need to do, allowing ourselves, our inner gut instinct, inform ourselves as to what we need to do, moment to moment, day to day. We don't need a plan. Plans are made by normal, crazy people to convince themselves in some sad, normal, crazy way that they can move in a direction that will bring them to where they think they want to go. That's an important sentence, by the way, that I've just spoken. I would suggest that you go and listen to it again. We don't need plans. We simply need to know the direction in which we want our lives to go. And the inner you, your own gut instinct, that is freely available to 
you when you are, when you're simply present, when you be. That part of you already knows. It knows what's best for you. It knows where you're going. And it knows how you're going to get there. You don't need to worry your pretty little head about any of that stuff. All you need to do is cultivate your ability to be. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-dash.com.